Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's episode is part two of my show with Jake Blunt at John Hammond's house. Once again, this is a bit of a departure from the normal format of the show in that there's no interview, just tunes and tune introductions. But also, once again, I promise the music is excellent. And uh, we'll be back to our regular programming next week, so don't worry. Thanks again to David Whiting of Beartown Banjo for letting me test drive a 5 plus 1 string banjo that he made. I used it on a few tunes in this episode, including We're Gonna Hunt the Buffalo. I actually invented an E minor tuning for that. I think I invented it. It was a B B E G B D, a tuning that would not be possible on a normal 5 string. It was really fun to have that extra low string to work with. You can check out his banjos at BeartownBanjo.com. And uh, you should check them out. Stick around afterward, and I'll direct you to more of Jake's music. And I'll tell you how you can support Get Up in the Cool and get up in those cool rewards. Like bonus tracks. There's two bonus tracks for this episode, and I would like for you to hear them. All right, let's get started. Here's part two of my performance with Jake Blunt. Enjoy.
like wine And I'm going where the water tastes The water tastes like wine See when you ain't got a mind See when your troubles are like wine
Adventurous tuning situations going on. 
That tune is called We're Gonna Hunt the Buffalo, and the source recording is of this dude named D Jimmy Driftwood, who is a musician from Western Arkansas, best known for his weird folk instruments. Among those weird folk instruments was a fiddle, and he played that tune on it. And in the long-form recording, uh, he talks about learning it from two Indian boys over on the reservation. He doesn't specify what tribe they were from or anything like that, but he says they were part of something called the Green Corn Dance, which is a ceremony we know is associated mostly with southeastern tribes. So it's likely that they were removed to what was Indian territory in his childhood, what is now Oklahoma, rather than being native to the region. And uh, I did some cross-referencing of maps of Indian territory at the time and where Jimmy Driftwood had lived, and he was next to Cherokee territory pretty much his whole life. So that tune likely is a Cherokee tune. Uh, it comes from out west, and the fiddle's in this crazy tuning B-E-G-B -E from bottom to top, which is all fiddlers in the room know is absolutely terrifying. Um, it's, so, it's alive. Yeah, I'm <laughs> always it. kind of glad every time I don't break it when I tune up. Um, Geared pegs? Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll help. Geared pegs and prayer. <laughs> That's the recipe. Um, also that tuner would be great. There you go. So it's a key component. You can tell them about the next thing. Yeah, the next tune we're gonna play is called Hunting the Buffalo. And uh, it's sort of this, when I, when I first heard it, I heard it at Clifftop, biggest like old time uh, festival ever. And uh, it's, uh, it was one of my favorite tunes instantly. And then I played it and then afterwards I said, what's that tune called? They're like, Hunting the Buffalo. I was like, it wears me out a little bit. That it's like a bunch of white folks playing a tune called Hunting the Buffalo. That seems like really dark or something. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, um, because like we killed them all. <laughs> and uh, then I went, went on to find out because of Jake uh, that this tune um, was originally, like it's, this is sort of a, like a pop bastardization <laughs> Of, of this original tune. You can hear it in there. Um, and uh, it's definitely related. Uh, so I don't know what exactly went on in the folk process to like get it from here, from there to here. But this is like a super pretty and like just ready for the radio version of that very spooky and earthy tune. Uh, and so I was like, how do I keep playing this tune while like, like, and hold that sort of tension. So I wrote these words to it. Um, yeah, sort of, uh, from the perspective of, um, white settlers manifest destiny, not really knowing how to interact with the land in a sustainable way. Um, kind of like somehow white old time musicians struggle to respectfully interact with the sources. Um, so anyway, hunting, uh, hunting the buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Before we talk about the folk process, the other interesting aspect of this tune, in that it comes from these Cherokee musicians, is that there weren't buffalo in Oklahoma. Um, there still are not buffalo in Oklahoma. So clearly they got it from somewhere else where people were hunting buffalo. So unclear how that transmission took place as well.
Another okay. weird tuning uh, <laughs> called Dead Man's Tuning. It's D D A D. Four strings, two notes. We're gonna play another one. It's down in this tuning, and this is a song that um, a guy named Tommy Gerald, uh, who every old time person in the audience know, he's a legendary fiddler from Toast, North Carolina. Uh, he learned it from Toast. Yeah, which is near Mount Airy. Um, he used to be bread. <laughs> we also agreed that John would get one more funny joke. <laughs> one. <laughs> Starch-based humor, limited to one. Okay, um, so Tommy Gerald lived in Toast, North Carolina, with a dog named Bolivar, uh, and he'd grown up there, and he, uh, when he was young, uh, this... This black blues guitarist would walk uh, past Tommy's house on his way home from work every Sunday morning uh, and would be uh, playing his guitar and playing the song called Raleigh and Spencer. And Tommy learned it from him and then put it down in this tuning. It's one of my favorite tunes. So I made Cameron play it with me. I played this tune before. <laughs> one time. <laughs> hey, we hadn't ever played Dull Chisel together before. I don't That's think. true. So there's precedent. <laughs> yeah.
town's burning down There ain't no more liquor in this town There ain't no more liquor in this town
tell you more goddamn lies. Yes, I'll tell you more goddamn lies. fun fiddle tune. This is one I learned from two brothers named Travis and Trevor Stewart. Trevor mm. sadly passed away recently, but I had the the immense pleasure of being one of Travis's students this summer at a place called the Augusta Heritage Center in West Virginia. And if you play old time and you haven't been there, you don't really play old time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a good place though. I should all go. <laughs> Can you pass me that tune real quick? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so this... Well done, Cameron. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, they learned from the playing of a guy named Bruce Green, and I forget where he got it, but originally it was an F tune. Now it's a D modal tune. This was an F tune? Yeah. It doesn't sound as good. Now it's like sacrilege. I'm sorry to the old time folks in here who just heard me rag on a field recording, but sometimes the folk process produces good things. <laughs> this is one of those things. Well, this is our last one, Johnny Court the Widow. Thank you all for coming. Thanks to John for hosting us, for supporting traditional music. One more time, I want to say everyone should... I know I was like making a joke out of guilting you and stuff, but <laughs> Reparations, the CD, is very, very good. It's probably my favorite old-time recording ever. It's Aww. really, really beautifully done and, uh, and thoughtfully done. Um, it's ancient and modern at the same time, and uh, yeah, it's like perfect. And I'm really, really proud of you for making it. So, like, well, thank you. everyone should go listen to it. So, should and then, I'll, yeah, you should also check out Cameron's CDs back there. One of which is like a compilation of this great podcast that he does with all these really cool people. And uh, there's a bunch of them on there. How many tunes are on that CD? 
There's like 17. 17. Fifteen dollars. You're, you're not even playing, paying a yeah. dollar per tune yeah. at that point. So <laughs> good deal. Go for it. And it, then another one. My, yeah, my other one is just like my old songwriting album. So if you want to like dig deep into the, uh, so, some of you actually helped my Kickstarter years and years and years ago for making that. So thanks for. <laughs> I every once in a while I play a tune of those. But if you want to dig into the Cameron DeWitt canon that's mostly lost, it's back there. Check it out. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, not old time. But it is banjo tradition. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. This is Johnny Court the Widow. Thanks, John, for yeah. hosting us. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
Thank you guys. Do we know another tune? Jason Isbell. That's okay. all. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do running back to Doris? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, I can go. I, I'll go get my banjo. Or is this one in D? It is. Oh, I can play your banjo. Just need to give me a little minute to get into D real quick. Yeah. Well, by request, this is this is a this is a tune that I wrote for my grandmother. It's called Running Home to Doris. My grandmother's name is Doris. Um, and she lives in Smithfield, Virginia, in this little farm that actually was part of the farm that, that my family lives on was part of the plantation where we were kept as slaves back in the day. We have been in the same 10 square miles for the past 400 plus years. Um, <laughs> this, my family is a mix of African and Native American like most of the ones down southeastern Virginia. And um, I, I wrote this for, for her. And uh, I guess it kind of took on an additional meaning for me. My grandmother is this really amazing woman um, who back... People don't realize, I think, how close this was, but um, after Brown versus Board, there were a number of states that just refused to comply with the order to integrate, and Virginia was one of them. There is no actual enforcing body for Supreme Court orders, so although he was born after Brown versus Board, my dad went to segregated schools until I think he was nine or ten. Um, and my grandmother, prior to integration, was a kindergarten teacher at the church school that the black community set up to educate their children, because no one else was going to do it. And, um, after integration, she continued to be a teacher and started raising money, uh, within the community in town to send black students to college. And, uh, she and my grandfather put everything that they had on the line to send my dad and his brothers to school. And gave me everything that I have today through that. And I think when we talk about the civil rights movement, about black communities in this country, we talk a lot about the big national things that happened and the men who were in charge of those things. Um, but we don't talk about the fact that it was women who enabled that movement and women like my grandmother who gave us shoes to walk through the doors those other folks opened for us. So this is for Doris.
Big butt. I like how we just played a banjo duet with no disclaimer. That's hilarious. Everyone's totally down for it. Go buy Reparations. It's a really good album. Jake was just telling me about how white folks love to fetishize racist caricatures of black old-time musicians from the past, but that black string band music isn't dead. So do your part to keep it alive and buy this album. Most black folks have been shamed out of this music with minstrelsy, but Jake is stubbornly staking his claim, and I 1,000% support him. And let me tell you, not everyone does. Some folks are actively trying to silence him which makes me which makes me really goddamn angry if you're willing to enjoy the music of black folks from the past who have died but you're unwilling to hear today's living black voices just go ahead and ponder the implications of that but seriously aside from the cultural importance of reparations the album it's really good music and it's worth your money and time so go get it and make sure to like and follow jake on facebook then like and follow his clifftop winning band the moose whispers they have an album coming out soon so stay tuned if you want to sign up to regularly support get up in the cool go to cameronduit.com click the patreon button and choose a level that works for you Charlie McNamara just signed up to receive weekly bonus tracks. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, I hope I said your last name right. I know you'll love this week's bonus tracks, and when you're done listening, you can go back and listen to the 70-odd other bonus tracks on the Secret Bonus Track blog. Have fun, and know that you're keeping the show running on time and lifting my spirits as I edit in the basement. And you're helping me pay my guests, so thank you so much. One more thing before I sign off, Jake and I are going to play a show at the Hamlin Street Diner on December 2nd, so stop by if you're in the D.C. Baltimore area. I'd love to see you there and maybe jam with you all afterwards. I'll include links for that and everything else I mentioned in this outro. Oh, and uh, this is definitely a Hamlin Street Diner show, but it might be in a different building, so make sure to check this event out on Facebook for details before you come out. All right, that's enough for now. Thanks for listening, friends. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.